Thank you, Ben. Hi, friends. How are we doing? My name is Josh. I'm in recovery from sexual addiction, and I'm an adult child of a dysfunctional family or jacked-up family. So either way. Uh, today's Powerless, and I love this lesson because I, I didn't plan this out. So it's probably related to the school because it starts tomorrow. But some of you guys came in, you're like, the seats are gone. You're like, you're going nuts internally. You're like, why is my seat being taken away? You are powerless over what it looks like in here, um, even in a subtle way here. So um, very excited about this because I know a lot about powerless, right? Whether it's in marriage, whether it's in friendships, whether it's in sibling relationships, whether it's with my kids, whether it's with my job, there's an area of powerlessness all throughout those things. And, and sometimes I trick myself, right, to the idea like, I have control. And that tricking and deception that I, I do creates anger, frustration, and resentment towards the people I love. Right? And so I'm powerless over a lot of situations. And um, I'm not asking you to today to, to get to the point of like, I'm not even going to try, I'm just powerless, so therefore not, not try. You know, we want you to go through this process realizing we're not God. And that's why this is in step one. I'm not God, and I mess up, right? So there's three realizations that maybe you've come to uh, accept, or you're soon going to accept. I hope you do. Three realizations. I'm in trouble, and it's serious, Right? Whether it's my loved one, and if you're like, I'm here, my, my, the person I'm with, they're in trouble, and it's serious. Uh, well, I hope one day you can embrace knowing that you're in trouble, and it's serious. <laughs> that it's all-inclusive here. I'm in trouble, and it's serious. The second thing maybe that we get to is that things could be better, right? My marriage could be better. Relationship with my kids could be better. My, my, the, the, my relationship with my coworkers can be better. And the third thing, I don't have the power to make it better. Right? I don't have the power to make it better. I mean, that's the reason why we're here, right? We tried all the things. Right? We, we got it out. I know the answer. I can figure it out. But the realization is I haven't figured it out. And my loved one is still using, or I and powerless, and I keep using. So this is, this is a, an aspect of radical humility here that we hope that you come to embrace here in step one. We admitted we were powerless over our addictions and compulsive behaviors, don't forget, and compulsive behaviors, right? It's not just for addicts around this place. We have our compulsive behaviors that our lives had become unmanageable, right? It's gotten out of whack a little bit. Romans 7:18. love that passage. I use that a lot with my students because they grew up in a Christian culture a lot. And so I help them embrace this, this aspect that this side of heaven, there is struggle, right? There is hard times, there's difficult times, there's trying times. Because my students know that you can't fake it with them. They can see what's wrong with other people. We can see what's wrong with other people. And so there's no faking going on. I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. 
For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out, right? We have those ideas, I want to do better, but I can't seem to do better, right? Maybe you can relate to that. Let's, let's take a look at what powerless looks like. And it might look like one of these, or all of these, okay? Right, it begins with a thought. I'm 55 now, you know, I, I have sobriety from alcohol for 20 years, I'm older and wiser, I don't need to pick up that drink. All right, I need to pick up that, you know, I, I can handle it, right? It begins with the thought. Can the true alcoholic take that drink and be done with that? Oh man, that's a spiral downwards, isn't it? <laughs> you, they, we would run away, right? Absolutely. It begins with a thought. Or this happens to me in, uh, in my life where I see my son who's a control freak just like me and he overcorrects his sister. Just correct, correct, correct. Maybe you have you know, a couple kids and you see that. There's this, and I can see my daughter just getting frustrated, like stop correcting me. But what's funny is as I see my son overcorrecting his sister, guess what I do? overcorrect my son and the pattern continues it begins with a thought well I'm just going to teach him how to do it and then I get angry and I get frustrated and, I, and I'm powerless and I'm trying to control once again instead of having a good conversation with my son that this is probably not the best route for your sister but no I'd rather show you're doing it wrong don't you see what you're doing so it begins with a thought. And for some of us, it might be, I just want a little bit of peace, right? Everything around me is going sideways. My, my marriage is gone nuts. My job has gone crazy. And I just want peace. And that peace, we learned ever since we were kids, right? That pornography binge is going to give me that form of peace. That gaming Session is going to give me that form of peace, that TV binge, that alcohol, that drug, that inappropriate relationship is going to give me that fix. All because I want peace, which totally messes up our life, doesn't it? It's what I learned, and what I learned is not always good for me. It's not always good. Uh, an, a, another thing that might happen is a control or expectation, right? I like the power to maneuver the outcome. Uh, I think the alcoholics, I, I, I go to AA, I love AA, it's a fantastic group. Um, but I, I think we would understand this, that, and you can relate it to a lot of different things, but there, there's kind of like these, what I call, addiction or compulsive behavior deals, right? Where with, I'm, I'm just gonna drink on the weekend. Right? I'm just gonna drink on the weekend. I'll be able to work the whole week. I'll be fine, I'll be sober. I'll just work on the weekend. I'll just have one or two drinks. We begin these little deals. And these deals don't turn out well, do they? And our loved ones can see all over it, right? And when they call us out on it, what do we do? 
How dare you? Until uh, we finally realize, this is not good for me. This is not good for me. The, I lack the, the power to maneuver the outcome. How about, how about if you love an addict? Don't you have an expectation that they're going to change? Right? Don't you? Do, hey, hey, stupid, do something different. <laughs> right? Do, do you have all the power to make them change? We don't, don't we? We don't. And for some of you, like, well, this kind of doesn't apply to me yet. Well, how about gossip? You hear some gossip, and what's the natural tendency? Go share it out. Did you hear about so-and-so? Oh, my goodness. What? Yeah. Right? We think we have control, but I lack the power to maneuver the outcome, right? All right, moving on to what powerless can look like is an obsession, that I obsess over the thing I'm trying to control but can't. Another example of this might be an incompetent worker. Any of you have an incompetent worker at your job? Oh, man. I only saw one hand, but there's probably a lot more hands internally going on there. You're like, I, I couldn't raise my hand because they're sitting right next to me. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. Uh, for putting you on the spot there. But that, incompet that incompetent worker, there, there begins to be a frustration internally, right? And that with the, within that internal uh, frustration, a lot of us, especially if you're like me, I'm a conflict avoidant, I don't want to bring it up, right? You know, unless you're Steve, my friend, He'll, he will bring it up to you right away. <laughs> right, brother? I love you. I love you. And I lost my train of thought. See, Steve just looked at me and I crumbled. <laughs> so I obsess over the thing I'm trying to control but can't. Yes, I can have a conversation with this incompetent worker, but will that change their ways? It might not. It might not change the way they speak to you. It might not change the way they handle situations with you. Am I able to still work there? Or talk to my sponsor about it? What's the wise route? All those things that go along with this. This whole recovery thing, yes, we talk about addiction here and codependency a lot, but we're talking about just life stuff and how you can give these things to God. But first, we need to get to step one, which is we're powerless over relationships and things and people and Situations and outcomes. Or maybe you've had a kid that's gone sideways. I'm not going to have anyone raise their hand for that. But I, 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 I have had a, a child for a couple of years where he went a bit sideways. Went his own way. My wife and I, lots of tears, lots of um, releasing... The, how much did we obsess <laughs> over that? 
man, I can't control this situation. I can't control this outcome. But I obsessed over and over and over again. See, this step one thing, I had to keep going back to this thing. Maybe there's an emotion there which produces an emotion, desire, or feeling that I can't seem to control. How about a disagreeable spouse? No one has that, right? Everyone's marriages are fantastic. No one, no one, uh, no one struggles. <laughs> I already shared this, but I'm a conflict avoidant, and I married someone who's comfortable with conflict. <laughs> if you know who she is, you know that she's... God put us together for a reason. And, uh, but it's interesting, my codependency, yes, I'm an addict, but my codependency runs wild, runs wild here because at an early age, conflict came and, I, and no one in the family, we didn't talk about it. We just kind of stuffed it and acted like we're okay that day. But, but when my wife appears whether it's about me or not, guess what I do? Because I'm selfish and self-centered, right? Oh, it's about me, right? Like if she's down or frustrated or you know, not doing well internally and I can kind of sense it with the body language aspect and, and I read that emotion and my codependency goes on high alert. She's not okay, I- I'm not okay. No, I'm serious. Like, 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 it's no joke. That's, I mean, I gotta keep coming to recovery for that. <laughs> because I begin to take on my wife's emotions and it might not even be about me, but because I'm so selfish and self-centered, I make it about me, right? <laughs> and I don't even ask her, are you mad at me? Like, I just assume she's mad at me. <laughs> Sorry, babe. Last thing eventually we get to is hopefully an example of I'm powerless, right? That doing the right thing or making the right choice is nearly impossible, right? Can't seem to get there. And it, um, an advanced thought here, uh, and if you're here for the first time, welcome back. Just keep coming back here. An advanced thought here, uh, it just about me, that my codependency, and I just kind of gave you a little example there, that when my wife takes on those things, my emotions in that state, state I'm on high alert to relapse again because my codependency leads me to my addictions because I want to feel better I want to use I want that peace again we need new ideas new information and a transformed mind don't we and we need God to do it that's where we're heading in step 2 and 3 the first sentence of the 12 and 12 of AA how about this truth right Who cares to admit complete defeat? Anyone? Right? Complete defeat in marriage or your relationships or even just personally, right? Who cares to admit complete defeat? Practically no one, of course. Every natural instinct cries out against the idea of personal powerlessness. Everything inside of me is screaming out And that somehow I've convinced myself I'm, I'm in control of outcomes. 
It's all because of self-centeredness and pride. But I don't want to go there. It goes on in the book. It says, but upon entering the program, we soon take on another view. Like, we don't want to be, like, no one in here goes, man, I might have a problem. Let me check out Celebrate Recovery just by recognizing one problem in your life. Usually we came into recovery because our life is totally jacked up. But then we get to a point where maybe we take on another view. We perceive that only through utter defeat are we able to take our first steps toward liberation and strength. It's a blessing to go through the the brokenness places in life. It is so hard to see it when you're in it. But when you're a step out of it, you see that I was on my knees. God helped me and he's the one who got me out of there. And so I don't get the credit. God does. And the only thing I need to keep doing is keep going to meetings, keep working my steps, and keep, keep hanging out. I just need to, I need to keep doing those things. Uh, make no mistake that even though this is from AA for, for addicts, this applies to the addict and to the non-addict. From my... Really good friend, and I miss him. Love you. Um, I don't know why I'm going to cry. Uh, but I love this man from Scott Miller, who used to lead CR here. Uh, <clears throat> uh, by the way, I was looking at his, his notes on this because he taught this, uh, this lesson on powerless. That dude had 13 pages of notes just on this lesson. I'm like, wow. Uh, he wouldn't tell you that. He's super humble. Uh, but I, uh, man, that, just, that man's full of wisdom there. Uh, uh, but there was this little insert in there, and I just wanted to have us uh, share this today. Significant change, which is why we're here, right, becomes possible only when we, ad- when we admit we are powerless. The Bible tells us that we will only change as we allow God to transform our minds and the way we think. From thinking we are powerful and in control to the truth that we are powerless and very much not in control. I'm just going to let that speak for itself. All change begins with new ideas, new information, and a transformed mind. So where do we get the truth? You're going to find it in God's word. I know that sounds cliche, but what are we going to stand on? of what's truth. Am I going to trust the world and what it has to say? Am I going to trust in my own brain? My, trusting in myself got me here. Okay? In John 15, Jesus says this. For, for apart from me, who? You can do nothing. This is that passage on we are... Uh, he is, he is the vine, we are the branches. Uh, some of us went to Summit. Hosanna did a really good job on this lesson, talking about the vine, vine and the branches. But for apart from me, you can do nothing. Some of us are not even attached to that vine. This is recovery, but it is Christ-centered recovery. 
and I want to point you to Jesus to get attached to that vine. In steps two and three, we're looking for hope that only God can give us. And just know that there's a God who deeply loves you. His name is Jesus Christ. He came from heaven to earth to die for you and I because we couldn't do it for ourselves. We can't do it for ourselves. And for those of you struggling with the whole Jesus or God idea, talk to him. Give him a chance. Have a conversation. Would love to talk to you about Jesus anytime. I love, Jesus and recovery are like two of my favorite things. Let's talk. Because life is hard. And if this life is hard, my only hope is in something after this. And I must get attached to the vine. So welcome Jesus in your life today. What can I do about powerlessness? What can I do? I'm gonna go fly through these really quick because I'm, I'm gonna try something a little bit different today that I've never done before, so it might bomb. So who's, we'll see, all right? What can I do about powerlessness? Stop, stop denying that you wanna be God. Right? We understand the reality, I'm not God. Yeah, but you're playing God in every area of your life, aren't you? Right? The second thing, stop denying the ways we try to control our pain. That is uh, related to our, quest, our topic question, what are those ways that I'm trying to control that pain? You know, porn, drug use, uh, anger, Control, list goes on of many different things. Number three, start admitting that you are powerless. You're powerless over relationships. You're powerless over outcomes. You're powerless on what they do. Start admitting those things. Number four, start admitting your life is unmanageable. Because it can be unmanageable at times, right? All right. Um, are we good with, the, I think we're good with the next one. So, go. so what we're gonna do, we got about five minutes, so we're gonna go as long as we can here, okay? You're gonna put your papers down, all right? We're actually gonna get up in this place, okay? So we're gonna do something called uh, stand up, hand up, pair up. So if you can move, you're gonna move. What you're gonna do, let me give you directions. If you're a lady, you're gonna pair up with a? Lady. lady. If, you're a, if you're a guy, you're gonna pair up with a? Guy. guy. So I, I, that's what I want you to do, okay? So we've got space, which is kind of fun. Well, pair up right now, go ahead. Stand up, hand up, pair up. All right, what, what you got? All right, here we go. Each of you, each of you is gonna be given 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Yeah, some of you like talk forever. You just talk too long, okay? 30 seconds, okay? 
ways you are playing God in your life. 30 seconds, go. If you see someone that is by themselves, invite them over, because uh, you might have a little bit of time there. So if there's anyone around you that's by themselves, we got a little bit of times here. What, I know this is related to our topic question, but this time you only got 30 seconds. Uh, go. Ways you try to control your pain. You can go back to your seat. Hey, give him a high five, fist bump. I didn't know how that was gonna go. It was either gonna bomb or not, I didn't know. So. Ultimately, ultimately, I want all of us, not just me, not just a certain amount of people here, I want all of us to embrace the idea of powerlessness. And how we do that, that's why it's the most important time is when we go to our meetings, right? When we go to open share, we're able to talk, we're able to listen to other people's stories. And you just got to experience that right here, right now. So 
thank you for participating. Some people might have ran away. I'm sorry. <laughs> Love you. Let's go ahead and go to, yeah. If you didn't get anything from today, and if you're a first-timer and there was a lot thrown your direction, here's some recovery basics, and then we'll, we'll finish here. Accept the areas in which you're powerless. Be willing to ask for God's help, because he's really the only one that's going to detour us in the right direction. Recover with the community and not by yourself. Keep coming back. Reminder, this is only a teaching on step one. A lot of us, it took us years to, to, to gain some traction in our life. So keep coming back. Would you stand with me as we say this serenity prayer together? God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right, right surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen.